suppose I was to say to you, it was possible to get those test answers. I would say go for that. Anne could have said so in a text. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. So either I'm God or truth is relative. And in either case, booyah. Oh, interesting. It's just the average person has a much harder time saying booyah to moral relativism. Duncan, you don't have to play shrink to protect your pride. I accept. You're chicken. Are you trying to use reverse psychology on a psychologist? No, I'm just using regular psychology on a spineless British twig. I'm a professor. You can't talk to me that way. A six-year-old girl could talk to you that way. Yes, because that would be adorable. No, because you're a five-year-old girl and there's a pecking order. Fine, I'll do it. Thank you. In the pilot episode of the first season of Community, we see Jeff Winger, disgraced former lawyer who is practicing law without a law degree, starting Community College in his attempt to actually acquire one. But of course, his backhanded ways have not come to an end just yet, as he's trying to coerce a former client of his and a professor at this community college of Greendale to give him every answer to every test for every class he's ever going to take for the next four years. And true to his character, he really is able to convince almost anyone to do or believe anything he wants them to, given enough time and enough opportunity to talk. That level of lying and manipulation is a pretty decent skill that most of us learn early on in life, and a lot of us have become experts. In fact, sometimes we're able to move the chess pieces around the board so well, well, it's almost like you've become something unstoppable. I mean, it truly becomes like a superpower. We become masters of manipulation, taking our insecurities, our fears, and the things that we struggle with, and instead internalizing those to aim them back at other people, pointing out their flaws, their insecurities, their pains, frankly, doing everything that we are terrified someone will one day do to us. And we use it for our gain. There's a whole televangelist industry out there that makes a living off of doing this kind of thing. They come as wolves in sheep's clothing, manipulating all of their listeners by using buzzwords and and scripture they've twisted for their own purposes, all for their monetary gain. And even when they're called out on this deception, they are almost always able to talk their way out of it to where everybody who's been listening to them for so many years will continue to believe in them and send them money. Proverbs 21.6 says, The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a snare of death. So if you're actively out there lying and manipulating for your personal and monetary gain, it might last for a little while. But if you think you're going to be able to keep this up indefinitely without God stepping in, I wish you luck! Okay, you know, uh-oh. Okay, there's more to this speech. There's actually a middle card that is missing. Can we all look around our immediate areas? Because I really wanted to... Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. What's your name? My name is Shirley Bennett. Shirley, you get an A. If you can tell me why you were here at Greendale. To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why are you here? To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why are you here? Because I wasted 15 years of my life on a man who left me with nothing but stretch marks and now it's time to get what's mine. Day seized. In episode three of season one of Community, we see Shirley Bennett sitting in a classroom led by a teacher who is determined to have his students seize the day, which frankly is no way to teach accounting. Nevertheless, his tactics do seem to work, at least on some. Shirley Bennett is asked why she is at Greendale, and two times she responds with a quaint 
rehearsed answer. But finally, when asked the third time, truly, forcefully, why are you here? She lets it all come out. She lets her heart bleed openly in front of everyone. And how she responds showcases the pain inside of her heart, the longing for something more that that pain has given her and her not exactly knowing how to go about it. In fact, her journey throughout this entire show is a roller coaster, but one that mirrors a lot of Christians' lives. And in fact, Shirley Bennett is a Christian character in the show, and one that, while not done perfectly, is one I think done more accurately than most. You see, Shirley entered Greendale essentially at her rock bottom, when her life has fallen apart, and now she's having to build back up again, and she is struggling to find direction. A lot of people enter the doors of a church for the same reason. And you know what? Some of those people have been coming to your church for a long, long time. We get in a habit of asking our fellow churchgoers how they're doing. How are you? And their response is always the same. Fine. But if you truly care about them, you'll keep asking until you get a genuine answer. That's not a very nice way to treat your friends. No, no, no. Hear me out. When you keep asking how they're doing and they keep responding fine, and yet you still ask again, no, really, how are you doing? It's helping them to let their guard down, realizing that you truly do care and that you really are a safe person to talk to. Ecclesiastes 4.12 reminds us that if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him, and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. What this saying is that we need each other no matter what we're facing. Together, we're stronger. God made us that way. God made us to need each other. And to start with that, we have to start being genuine with each other about our struggles, our fears, our pains, when we're hitting rock bottom, all of it. And that's where true friendships start to grow as well. Everything gets better together. So go out and ask enough to where they know you really care and you'll truly seize the day. Wowee! <laughs> Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. In the Stanford Prison Experiment, 21 out of 21 students, when given absolute power, abused and tortured their fellow students. My competitor likens people to pure falling snow. I would respond, there is none righteous. No, not one. Now, I realize Mr. Simmons' quote was from the great Franz Wickmeyer. Mine was just from a simple desert handyman named Jesus. In episode 9 of season 1 of Community, we see Annie rope in Jeff to join the debate team to go up against Jeremy Soulpatch Simmons and the City College debate team over the question is man basically good? Now this is a debate that we've been having as humans for as long as humans have existed. Are we basically good or are we evil? Now Jeff did already point out that Bible verse that says none of us are righteous, but does that actually answer the question of whether or not we can have a good nature more more often than not. Because of course, whether you're a believer or you're not, we all do good things. We all have times in our lives where we're actually fueled by positive motives, which is why a lot of people, even believers, tend to think that entry into heaven is going to be largely based on our works if our good outweighs our bad. But the problem is we can't be judged just based on our actions. We also have to be judged based on our motives and our thought life. And honestly, even when we're doing really good things, Sometimes we're doing it with the wrong spirit or doing it begrudgingly because we feel like we have to. That's when the Holy Spirit chimes in and asks you, Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? 
Do you? Now, people want to argue this point. People want to say, no, I am really good. And that's fine. If you want to be stuck in that mindset, that's okay. But uh, in reality, we all know that deep down, we're inherently selfish. Now, we wouldn't want to come out and just say that we're inherently evil because evil is such a powerful word, but that's not exactly what evil means in this instance. Evil simply means not of God. That's what we're talking about here. And when we are acting in our own self-interest above others, putting ourselves first, that is an evil act. We worship ourselves. We worship celebrities. We worship other people in our lives, romantic partners. We put them all in the place of God, and that skews our morality. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.29, Behold, I have found only this, that God made men upright, but they have sought out many devices. God did make us and qualify us as very good, but from the very beginning, we've messed that up with our sinful intentions. But even then, God refused to let us go by sending his son to come and die sinless for our sins. Any sin makes us unrighteous, but God is good and grace is real. So in comparing ourselves to God and the goodness that he holds, it's all right to say, man is evil. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Did you sleep here? Only for a few hours. Guess where Rich is from. Couldn't have been crazy town. You'd have gone to high school together. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Nobody gets out of Santa Fe without learning how to make a pot. 45% Hispanic, fifth highest Native American population. They eat and breathe clay there. I think some of this research may have been done on Wikipedia. You're mocking me? You. No, 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 fine, 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 go ahead, mock me. Oh, Jeff, you're gold-blooming. (laughs) Gold-blooming? I, uh, I I don't know what that means. So, look, I have work to do before class because I want to catch Rich when he slips up. In episode 19 of season one of Community, we see Jeff, Winger, Annie, and Abed join the ultimate blow-off class, Beginner Pottery. You don't even have to make a good pot. People pass it in the hallway and get a contact credit. Of course, what Jeff didn't expect was to be in that class with somebody who seemed naturally talented. Jeff Winger has always been the most talented one in the room, and now he's finding himself bested. And more than that, Jeff is terrible at pottery. He's never been terrible at anything that he can remember. And in fact, he's been reinforced with the idea that he's probably one of the best people, just, you know, ever. A lot of us are like that. We have a very successful life. We're good at a lot of things. Sometimes we're naturally gifted in a lot of areas, and then we find something that we're terrible at. And we usually find that out when we try it next to somebody who actually knows what they're doing and just realize how far behind we really are. And in situations like that, admit it, that's when your green-eyed monster comes out because you think it was supposed to be you. Jeff became obsessed with proving that Rich, the doctor, who was naturally gifted, wasn't naturally gifted, that he was an expert already. And you know what? We find out at the very end, he was right. But that doesn't matter. The lesson here is not about what Rich could do. It's about what Jeff could do. If he's bad at pottery, what does that really matter? In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 and then 16 through 18, the Bible says this, For the body of Christ does not consist of one member, but of many. And if the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? 
As it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. God blesses us all with different gifts, different talents, different ministry focuses. Just because we all can't do the same thing doesn't mean we aren't important. In fact, it means we are vital to keeping the whole body of Christ properly working. So even if your mother fudged a bit when she said you're one of the most special kids on the planet, just remember this healthier truth. You're going to be great at a few things, but really crappy at many more. And that takes a lot of the pressure off. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. I can't believe this game is still going on. It's 2 a.m. What if someone gets hurt and the police come? They'll think I'm a bad dean. There's classes in the morning. This has to stop. Put me in the game because I'll take everyone out. I play paintball three times a week, bro. But it wouldn't be fair... You're not a student, but you can change that, can't you? Huh? Enroll me in a class. <laughs> what are your interests? Arts and crafts. Oh, I yeah. do watercolors. Cool. In the 23rd episode of the first season of Community, we see Dean Pelton and Senior Chang waiting for this game of paintball assassin to end after it's gotten so far out of hand and blown way out of proportion. And it's gotten to the point where they're thinking of taking some drastic measures. Kind of sounds like what we're living in now, right? Truthfully, it's crazy that what started as 15 days to slow the spread back in March has become, uh, well, months long. Now the year's almost over. And couple that with the protests and the riots and the election, we are feeling more divided than ever. Even over a simple thing like, should we have to wear a mask? We, we turn on each other like, like animals! Frankly, we're all praying for the end of 2020 to come quickly, but really, there's no guarantee that all of this garbage doesn't continue on into next year. We don't know when this is going to end, and that lack of knowledge is driving us crazy. What it comes down to is worry. We're worried that life will never get back to the way it was. We're worried about catching the virus, and we're worried that racial division is never going to cease. So much worry with no timeline ahead of us to give us any kind of hope of an ending. But the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 46, verses 9 through 11, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's only natural to be afraid right now. It's only natural to worry about the state of our nation, the state of our world. But in reality, if you're a believer, God is telling you he's taking care of things in his own time. Just be still and know that he is there, he is God, and he is in control. And the more we remind ourselves of that fact, the easier it will be to let the days pass without struggling with anger, worry, and fear. Until one day, this stuff is finally all over. On a date, TBD. I want TBD. Is that new? Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio.